When it comes to self-development, no matter the method you use, the vital point is to practice. If you're ready to transform your life and claim the potential inside of you, then you're in the right place. Welcome to The Vital Point. I'm your host, Jonathan Schechter. I am a transformation coach, breathwork facilitator, and an enthusiast of personal growth. You have the capacity to evolve and bring your intentions and dreams into the world, and there's never been more access to so many incredible modalities that can help you on your journey. This podcast will help you learn simple methods you can use to transform your life and share the stories of practitioners who are doing the work so that you can feel inspired to go and practice because that's the vital point. My guest today is Leo Lobestal. As a psychotherapist, meditator, rock climber, and artist for the last 12 years, his work has been in supporting individuals suffering with trauma uh, and supporting them in the transition into the wise and intelligent nature within all of us. He's a holistic psychotherapist that uses somatic approaches like brain spotting, breath work, and meditation to support psychotherapy. And I got to tell you, as a aside, it's been a wonderful experience just in the last few minutes to reconnect with Leo. Uh, we went through our breathwork training and certification for neurodynamic breathwork together a couple of years ago and um, found him and his uh, input and, and wisdom uh, very insightful. And, you know, I'm glad that we've stayed connected in uh, the ways that we have over the last couple of years and that he can join the podcast today to share his perspective and his experience with you all. So Leo, welcome to the podcast. Mm. Uh, thanks for having me, Jonathan. So nice to be here. Yeah. I'm so, I'm so, being here. I'm so yeah. happy that you have created this space to bring in these different modalities and to, to share, you know, with people that I, I, I really am enjoying listening to your podcast and the offerings are incredible. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks for being here. Um, yeah, so it's interesting. We've gone through a couple of iterations of uh, what we wanted to talk about today. Um, you know, originally we had talked about maybe doing uh, some talking about brain spotting, which I'm really curious about. Um, and we kind of settled on, you know, talking about empathy as well as safety, curiosity. Yeah. And um, I really loved what you said right before we hit record, which is having the tools and the methods to come back to yourself. Mm. Mm. And uh, there's so many different directions that we could take that. In. Yeah. I, I just been I've been thinking I, I, before coming on and how do we how to what to share and one of the things that uh, that that resonates with me right now in this moment is that you know I, I had some anxiety coming in right just what, what what should I share you know and there's that the tradition that I want to speak from deeply I feel like is so much you know I'm I feel like I'm a, a child in that tradition and that's a tradition that I I feel like is really um, deep within all humans it's something that's in nature. It's not a, it's not something that I can really teach someone. It's not something that I'm 
an expert at, but I'm, I'm, I really have, um, learned and I'm, I'm still on that learning journey of finding these different tools that have been helpful to remind me that I'm, I'm already whole. <laughs> I'm already, I'm already okay. Um, and I've been working with meditation, I think primarily more recently I've been using breath work and, um, I've used different, um, spirit, plant spirit medicine kind of approaches to, to finding that going back into wholeness. I, I believe truly that we're, we're already whole, you know, we're already whole as humans and what we're, we often are doing is trying to, we, we, you know, we feel we need something more in our life. We need another relationship. We need uh, another thing to buy another thing. We, we try to, we pull that in to kind of hope that will bring us wholeness or that, that thing will make me whole now more sex, more this, more that. And now I'm going to be whole, but turns out that doesn't work. <laughs> and uh, I've, it's, I've been like a real slow learner at that, I think. What I found myself in the trap, and I'm not sure if you found this, Jonathan, but I, there's during COVID, there's been a, so many different trainings out there. You know, now there's this big revolution of uh, psychedelics, right? And you could call it, I guess, a revolution or evolution, but it's there's so much around psychedelics and and different forms, different practices, somatic experiencing, brain spotting is another one, but different tools. And what I found myself in was, oh, I need these things. I need, I'm, 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 I'm incompetent without these things. <laughs> I'm not, and I lost sight of some sort of wholeness that I already was okay somehow, but I didn't. There's and there's nothing wrong with these tools. I think they're excellent tools. But what I what I'm finding is that if you find one tool, for me, I think like meditation or something like that, you can use that tool because it actually is. If you look at a lot of this work, like somatic work and mindfulness, is woven into all that work. It's deeply ingrained in all the somatic work, and in in terms of like getting in touch with the body so this tool or using a tool to to become to start waking up so we're we're not always grasping things anyway what what's what's touching you about that jonathan is there any i'm seeing you nodding i'm just kind of um yeah what what's coming up for me is um the the idea of addition versus like subtraction mm-hmm. um like this concept of like well i i'm i'm there's something wrong with me or i'm not whole therefore if i add something else mm-hmm. that will make me closer to the whole mm-hmm. and instead like being able to flip that perspective and say well what are these methods that i can use to actually pull away the things that aren't really me, mm-hmm. you know, like almost like, um, almost like the things that are separating me from that wholeness. Mm-hmm. Um, it almost makes me think of, um, 
you know, music production. Mm. Uh, like there's only, there's only so much that we can continue to add and add and add before the song becomes like this cacophonous, um, like yeah. sort of chaos. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. actually at a certain point, um, some of the most beautiful songs are the simplest mm. and are like, broken down to their bare essence mm. and have the space in the rest of the mix to really shine through because they're not covered up by like you adding and adding and adding and adding. Yeah. So that that's, definitely oh, that's, came through. Thank you. You know, cause at our core, and I, and I think what, what I, what I'm trying to, again, is what, what I want to speak to. And again, I'm, I'm a child in that, but I feel like it's, an area that, of growth that I want to offer the world is this, that at our core, we are just kind of wanting connection with others. I truly believe just connection, love, um, compassion, kindness. And we, we, we really are, we are that at our core, but we're really being pulled to do all these things and, <laughs> try to fill, fill the things to, to, that we think those other things are going to make us happy or those things are going to make us feel connected, but it's, it becomes a distraction. But I've seen this as an example and I'm, I'm not, it sort of relates to the music analogy, but I've seen it a lot in with sort of new therapists in the field. And there's this, you know, when you're, taken something like a practice, like let's say brain spotting and you aren't necessarily embodied in, in sort of your own work. You're just working from a, a philosophy and you start kind of like, it's really rigid, you know, and the, it's kind of a full, it becomes a, a thing that you think the tool is doing the work where we are, we're still, we're the people doing the work. So if we're not doing our work in relationship to the person we're, we're working with, it's just, it's that, that thing doesn't work the same way, that tool. So I guess to jump into empathy is what, what, what I'm, what I'm been finding is that if, if we stay steady as a therapist or as a guide, in particular in non-ordinary states, because I, I think I'm really fascinated by that work. When you're in the non-ordinary state, working with these, these medicines, all these tools to help us come to the present, it's really critical as guides to stay present and not, not necessarily be working with all these theories. I, this is my experience because you start pulling these theories in and, and it's, they can be confusing for people in that state. So if you have something, if you are able to stay really present in yourself, my experience is that empathy, compassion, all those things, all the compassion, the kindness, the caring, human nature th pieces that that are, are natural parts of supporting a client, they naturally rise out of us. You don't need a, a theory It's or a or any sort of thing to add to tell you how to do that. You know, you don't need to a training <laughs> that the speaking for myself, you don't need something else to, to, to add on top of the thing that you, <clears throat> you already are that. 
So if you just connect inside and you are a guide and you are wondering what to do in this situation, it's go inside, you be learn how to connect within and 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 ground yourself and the the resources are there to will to to respond in the appropriate way. Nothing more needs to be added. Yeah, what what you what you just said kind of reminds me of um that spiritual ego sort of mm. idea. Like, you know, maybe like okay, we've gone from saying like, oh, if only I had this new car or yeah. this new computer or something, then I would be whole. So then we start to go through this kind of like awakening process and it's like, oh, now I need to go get this training or that training or read this book or that book so that I can, I can, I can hold space and, and be of service when what I'm hearing. And I really agree with this. If I'm getting you right, is that, um, the key is really to be doing our own work and be connected to that source of empathy and, and compassion and presence within ourself. Yep. And then we don't need every single training in the book. We're just, our own light is shining through. Exactly. Exactly. That, and that, that's what I'm, I, and the reason I, I think I focus on empathy, at, at least in my experience is I find that a lot of people in the healing professions, uh, this particular psychotherapy or psychologists often say, you know, something like Carl Rogers work or the, the earlier, you know, sort of empathy is kind of like part of it, but it's, it's not that important. You know, it's, there's other parts here. I'm a psychodynamic person or I'm a parts person or, so they, they use this empathy piece as, as an idea that this is just a small part of the work. They use it when they need it kind of thing. And I, I don't, I'm not arguing who's a better, what's better. I just, I'm been, I'm interested from a less of a philosophical perspective. And then that when we connect within ourselves, I, I find that empathy naturally arises. We're naturally curious. We don't naturally analyze people or we don't naturally put people into boxes if we're really connected we feel compassion and kindness and those those deeper experiences so i i don't necessarily care about the philosophical theoretical thing i'm i'm kind of looking at like what actually happens for me is that the empathy naturally comes and to me that that empathy the more I've been thinking about empathy is empathy. What is empathy? Empathy is like, to me, it's like, okay, it's, yeah, it's understanding, right? I'm understanding I'm you. I understand you. And I, I, it's Thich Nhat Hanh says empathy at its deepest root is love. And I, I love that. I love that because it's like, if I love you, so much it's i understand it's something it goes uh love to me i I can't put words to it fully but i I think it it it, it's a real um 
welcoming, accepting gesture. It's, it's, it doesn't, it's supportive. It's non-judgmental, you know, and the other part of empathy, it's, to me, it feels like it's consent based. So if I understand you, that means I understand what you, your intention is in coming into therapy, for example, or coming into this journey with me. I understand you. I've taken the, the, the I took in, I've taken, sorry, I've taken the, the opportunities and the, the, due to my efforts at my own presence to pick up on any subtle nuances that are happening in the relationships, the relationship we have with each other and, and check in with you. So I I'm following you and I understand that, you know, that what you say, and then there's this kind of latent content of what's going on, the emotional content, and I'm working with that. So when, when I'm, when I'm empath, empath, empathetic, there, there's this consent. Um, there's always consent. I don't move forward until I understand that you want to move forward. Because I understand that, okay, there's, there's a, I understand you, you, you're, you're kind of, stuck right now so I'll, I'll before we move forward we'll ask if i don't understand you full at any point in the process i stop i stop to work on that when we work from a from a like a with empathy so that i really i really appreciate this consent driven approach to understanding empathy because empathy because i i'm seeing a lot of how if we're just using a theory how much work is actually consented to you know we have consent at the beginning but are we working with consent throughout our practice something i'm not sure how how that does that ring through and how does that set, settle with you jonathan when i when i share those words uh you know what's coming up for me first of all thank you that was that was really deep i feel like we could unpack a lot of that um and and a lot of it did resonate to me um i i feel like um like a relative newcomer mm. to this a lot of the ideas that you just brought up and it's something that um that i've worked with that i've been working with 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 my partner um you know really for the last year and a half or so with uh not quite a couples therapist but like somebody who were working on authentic relating and uh nonviolent communication mm. and things that i had a lot of resistance to yes. in the beginning partially because I wasn't listening. Mm -hmm. And that's what I hear in, in what you shared is like that a lot of it is listening and then checking in to make sure that I'm understanding you. Yes. You know, by listening, by being curious, by, by, um, you know, using a technique like reflective listening to reflect back what you're, what you shared and then saying like, Hey, did I get you? Mm -hmm. Then we can, you know, move forward with that, 
mutual understanding that I'm understanding you. Mm -hmm. I am like, we have that consent. Mm -hmm. And if I don't have that, if I didn't get you, then it gives you the opportunity to, um, you know, to add mm -hmm. to like, to engage in the conversation and like, help me understand you even better so that we can continue to move forward. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you for that. Yeah. And it was, it was really, really frustrating to me in the beginning because one of the things that like sort of sparked this, the, the whole work with my partner was her saying repeatedly, unfortunately, um, I don't think that you listen to me <laughs> and I don't think that you're a good listener. Oh. And, um, the confusion and the frustration for me was that just about everybody else in my life had like that I cared about or that like had a big role in my life mm -hmm. would compliment me on my listening skills um, and tell me that they thought, wow, you're, you're a really good listener. Yeah. Um, wow. Your listening has gotten so much better in the last few years. And, you know, like I feel so comfortable talking to you or, you know, it would get called out at work or like, you know, I've been in job roles where literally part of my, part of my role in leadership is to like do, you know, sort of clarity checks and like check in and say like, okay, like, are we on the same page so that we can move forward and get this project done? Mm -hmm. And even like in my, you know, current role that I'm in the process of leaving, a lot of my job is communicating between two different parties that don't really speak the same language, even though they're speaking English, okay. you know, the business people and the technical people that if there's not an intermediary that speaks both their languages, like the project doesn't get done to one of their specifications. Mm -hmm. And so it was like, well, what do you mean? I'm not a good listener. Like, I think I'm a great listener. And not only that, people tell me that all the time, you know, like, what are you talking about? And so I got really defensive in the beginning and I had a lot of resistance to starting to work with these tools and like work with someone that would help me become a better listener and mm. become more present. And yet, like I was sharing with you before we hit record, like I had a conversation last night in a business context where literally I just had to sit there and listen and be curious about like what they were actually saying. Mm. And what I heard was unresolved trauma. Yeah. Um, what I heard was, you know, like that, that hurt and that sort of defensiveness. Yes. Um, and, and that's, a deep, um, that's a deep listening you're doing there. You're le you're listening <laughs> beyond the words that people are saying. Right. Yeah. And that's, that's, you know what, that's, that's actually like a compliment now that I've gotten several times from my partner mm -hmm. is like, I'll reflectively listen to her and repeat back and say, okay, so what you're saying is, and she's like, wow, you got that from what I said. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yeah, that's what I heard. And she's like, well, I didn't say that, but that's exactly what I meant. Mm -hmm. And that feels great for me because going from like, you know, like, obviously I want, to be a good communicator with my partner. Obviously I want to give her what she needs so that she can be happy and fulfilled in the relationship. Cause that's only going to make me happy as well. Right. That if yeah. like, if we're operating on the same page and like in sync with each other. So to go from like, well, I don't think that you're a very good listener to like, 
wow, you're really getting me and like getting at a deeper level mm. is like, I feel great when that happens. I'm mm. like, okay, yeah, I'm getting mm. it. <laughs> and, you know, I came off of that conversation last night in this business context, fully aware. And I, I came out and I, 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 I talked to my partner and I said, you know, I feel really grateful that, um, that uh, for the work that we've been doing over the last year and a half mm -hmm. with these techniques, because without doing that practice, without having that practice with you, mm -hmm. I would not have been able to like have that conversation. It would have gone in a completely different way because I wouldn't have been getting consent. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have been listening. Mm -hmm. My own hurt and wounds and like sensitivities would have been triggered. And instead of being able to just like hold them and like be like, okay, well, let's let's go deeper about what this person's actually saying. Yeah. Like where they're coming from rather than me getting defensive about like what it's bringing up and triggering in me. I, I like literally wouldn't have been able to do it. Mm -hmm. It would have gone totally differently and I probably would have blown up this business deal. <laughs> and um, so I just, I felt, you know, grateful of like, oh, wow, this is, what an amazing process because I, I literally remember going into the first session with this, this, uh, mm -hmm. you know, uh, counselor, whatever you want to call him. And, you know, he said, so what, what do you guys want to accomplish? And, you know, my partner, she says, well, I want to work on being a better, you know, I want better communication and better listening. And, mm -hmm. and he said, well, what do you want to get out of it? And I said, I I'm here for her. <laughs> Like I'm, not, I'm really, really skeptical about all this, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. I recognize that it's important to her. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to give it a shot. Right. right. But like, I was kind of sitting back, like, you know, like I'm here, mm -hmm. but I'm not like fully in and, yeah. you know, I don't know how this is going to go. And, you know, um, so huge, huge shift. And for me, like I've seen the benefits of it and now, mm -hmm. like it's, integrating into my life so like that's where that shift mm. continues to happen thank you so much jonathan for sharing that you know this relationship and the work challenges and just some real human experiences there that you're sharing around challenges with communication and empathy really appreciate that and, and yeah, growth not only challenges but the growth of it it sounds like you're on a real growth uh growth curve to, 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 to be a, a, someone that shows up in a, in a relationship with the kind of support. And I, I think it's the empathy is just to kind of, I think it reflects the kind of, we're all in these relationships somehow to wake each other up. So if we can offer some understanding of the other person really deeply, Oh, it's so helpful. It's so supportive. Some of the things that you shared, I, I just wrote them down here, and I just wanted to bounce bounce off you again because there there's some further things I wanted to look at. Do you mind, Jonathan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So sounds good. The, fir the first part of it was the I I love the you know you know you were talking about going to the this therapist person, and they were talking, and you've been learning these kind of like um, reflective listening or reflective listening techniques. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's one of the things. So that those are these are tools people learn, and I I'm, I think they're great. But I also I I think that what what I'm speaking to is an empathy that when we learn a tool, 
it's kind of like a, a theory and i'm not i'm not i'm thinking it, that they can support us because they can connect with with but i i think there's another way of accessing that too where in instead of using a tool to say okay now kind of parrot back what they said or try to hear them when we connect inside ourselves when we are when we feel grounded in in the, there's some space inside of us that it comes from a belief and a, a trust that we're all somehow similar in this way that we naturally are curious and we naturally are really interested in connecting with people naturally is no technique it's just like wait 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 i don't understand i, I it's just pure curiosity. It's pure love. It's pure. Uh, it's just a really a desire to understand and connect and be be involved in someone's life. You know what I mean? So that that's the interesting yeah. thing that 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 I think is that that I'm trying to speak to again is like this idea of like technique is what often therapists will teach, like an idea of like okay, you do that and it helps. But also under that is this idea of like connecting inside ourselves to find that authentic way of just actually when like wanting to connect with them and be with them and understand them. And then the other thing is I wanted to speak to is like empathy, I think is really interesting in terms of like, because people, you got to get it right. Like, okay we can kind of put ourselves on like, I'm going to parrot this back and the, the, I hope I get this right. Did they say it? <laughs> it can be a bit hard on ourselves. And I heard it said once, and I really like this, that empathy is really just a kind of like a hypothesis. And so you, you kind of, a hypothesis about sort of the, you can call it the, um, the latent and the manifest. So that the latent is kind of the, the the world that's going on. That's kind of the emotional world and the the generational trauma world and the cosmic world. Whatever is working there, all of the things, the somatic world, and the the manifest is like the thing you see on the surface. Why aren't the dishes done? And we're mostly man, we're mostly responding in relationship to the manifest. Someone says, why aren't the dishes done? We say, oh, what do you mean? Why aren't the dishes done? I, I, I'm always doing the dishes. And, and that, that's the level of communication we stay at. And the empathy is a response to, ah, there's this world of somatic work. There's this world of cosmic world thing, whatever. We're just kind of like looking at the whole picture and then, you respond to it at a bigger, more wise level using what, like in the Buddhist writings, you know, wise speech or right speech. So it's kind of speaking at a more wiser, at a wiser level of communication with the people about like in a compassionate way that's connected in, in trying to be grounded if you can and, and sharing, okay, like you're angry, my dear, you're angry, my there's anger you know with curiosity and i guess that's one and they have the opportunity if you're wrong with the hypothesis they have the opportunity to say no i'm not angry i'm frustrated okay you're frustrated okay yes you're frustrated and so you correct your you correct it according to their their 
conversational needs, right? <laughs> You're frustrated. Yeah. And, and it, it's a back and forth until you figure it out what's going on there. And you're kind of consenting on the way you're saying, yes, you're right. Okay. That's right. I, I get you now. It's frustration. Well, not really frustration. It's kind of like, maybe I am a little bit angry. Okay. <laughs> and and you're, okay. It's just a little bit, but not fully angry. Okay. I get you now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, um, so that that's the that's the that's kind of the thing and what I wanted to speak to with that is that my experience is that as you are with people in that way first with yourself in that way like people talk about being I think client centered I like this idea of being self-centered just be be with yourself in terms of your Take care of yourself, be aligned as much as you can, be grounded, be present. And then that somatic work that we talk about, like that's really big right now too, is really going to, if you're aware of your partner or your friends or your people, like they naturally want to, they start noticing their body naturally. You start noticing their body. They start interacting somatically with themselves if you're really truly trying to understand this person it doesn't have to be a technique you know what i mean it just naturally it naturally <laughs> yeah. interacts with the body so yeah. that's that's what i'm that's just a, a kind of a thing that it's a natural process that comes from really being in in, in connection hmm. yeah thank you for that reflection um just a yeah a thought yeah what's what's coming up for me is like the first thing that you said in terms of like you know going beyond using a tool um well actually i feel like the the two things that you brought up are kind of interrelated in my experience mm. like i needed to be able to use a tool and like be the parrot yeah in the beginning right. before i really like got to that lower layer mm -hmm. And getting to that lower layer was not only a combination of doing the practice of, of using the tool, but of also like doing my own work mm. and, and being more present and getting to a place where, you know, I wasn't so defensive and I could just listen and, and like, be like, Hey, this person just wants, you know, to take it back to like the sort of Buddhist framework, mm -hmm. this person wants to be happy just like I do. Mm -hmm. And they have suffering in their life, mm -hmm. just like I do. Mm -hmm. And how can I set my defensiveness and my ego and my mm -hmm. shit mm -hmm. to the side mm -hmm. and just authentically be there to listen mm -hmm. to what they're saying? So that I'm not hearing like, I think your, your example of using the, of the dishes is perfect in my life because I have a huge issue with the dishes mm -hmm. and what I've been able to figure out like through that inquiry and, and self-compassion to myself is like, oh, well, it wasn't safe when I was a kid to like have dishes in the sink. Mm -hmm. And therefore, when there are dishes in the sink now, there's this protector part mm -hmm. that like comes out and gets really, really like upset and really defensive you know, for me of like, Hey, there's something that's not safe here. So like, we need to fix this. Mm -hmm. And so like, um, 
a lot of this inquiry and 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 going deeper to me has been involved in or like interrelated with parts work mm -hmm. and like instead of seeing myself as jonathan mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. seeing like breaking it down going a level deeper and saying well okay this concept of jonathan actually has all these different parts mm -hmm. uh, within it and they all have different needs and different places and different wounds that they're mm -hmm. at and um let me start to like like talk to them and care for them and have empathy for them and mm -hmm. curiosity mm -hmm. and like sometimes that means like naming them mm -hmm. you know like that that part that uh the the part that gets upset with the dishes mm -hmm. um has a name mm -hmm. you know and like it, that's actually helped me to separate that part of myself from myself mm -hmm. And so I can, I, you know, I can have compassion for that part. I can yeah. have that compassion for Roberta yeah. and say like, oh, okay, Roberta's getting upset right now because the dishes aren't done. Is that, and is that like, I can comfort. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Thank you. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and I can, I can have some care and some compassion and listen mm -hmm. to like what Roberta needs and like mm -hmm. tell her, you know, Hey, like, it's okay. You know, like where this and and just doing that like takes away the edge of it because i'm like oh my partner didn't leave the dishes on in the sink on purpose or to like hurt me right you know she just had a different experience growing up like she doesn't have this defensive um response to right. the outside stimulus right you know so again just getting a level deeper yeah um and being able to like communicate on that level to be able to say like, look, Roberta gets really upset and this is my preference for the situation. So how could we work together to like make this happen, mm -hmm. you know, so that like both of us, both of these parts feel better, mm -hmm. you know? Um, What's your, what, what have you come to, to do that? How do you, how do you come to, hmm. what have you done to, find uh common ground or some space or you know i think for me a lot of the time it's just voicing it okay and not keeping it inside and like i feel like a lot of my frustrations or communication issues in in my relationship has been the times where like i really want to say something mm. but it doesn't feel safe mm. mm -hmm to communicate it so like i'm tamping it down inside and then i'm like i have all this energy inside that's just kind of like churning and it has to come out some way mm -hmm. and so it's going to like come out sideways in like a way that's not helpful or mm. you know present or compassionate at all mm -hmm. um so sometimes it's just voicing it and just mm -hmm. saying like hey is it okay to talk about something and so that brings up another tool that i've had to use to get to a place of more authentic relating, um, the opt-in. And I really, again, another thing that I couldn't stand in the beginning of doing this work of like, well, if we love each other and like, we're in this relationship, how come we can't just talk about things? You know, like, why do I need to ask you, is it okay to talk about this right now? Mm -hmm. And is it okay to talk about this specific thing right now? Right. And, you know, it, it, 
it's really, really helped, but it's been a, a journey and a exploration of like learning to use that tool and being able to fully understand when the other person says, no, could we talk about this later? Mm -hmm. You know, um, and not getting my feelings hurt over that, you know, not having a part that's like, oh, you don't want to listen to me. You don't care about what I have to say, yeah. my, my feelings and my needs, you know? Um, so again, it's sort of like a fake it till you make it, uh, you know, kind of I, yeah. uh, thing. You're kind of, <laughs> you were originally saying about like how it helped you to, to learn the technique and yeah, I, I see what you're, I, I, yeah, and in no way I, I don't want to come across and especially here live that this is kind of like these techniques are pointless or they're not, there's these methods, there's so many methods and that are great methods that are helping people, you know, and yeah, all these different somatic approaches are, are beneficial. My, I guess my, my, my thing is really just like in that journey to, to use those different tools also like it's helpful to do your own work. <laughs> Do your own right, work, right. really do your own work to really connect within to to do it. And I I love because as as you go along that journey, and I'm also just a child in my own journey, I feel like all the time. But I find that it's like I really like what uh Ramdas said he says that it says something about there's nowhere to stand. And that, that resonates with me, this <laughs> idea that there's nowhere to stand. And when you try it, you, we try to, I'm not hundred percent sure what he, all, he meant by that in particular, but from what I get from it, it's like this, at least how I connect with it. It's like, you know, you try to identify in one way with something like I am an IFS therapist. I am a brain spotting therapist. I am a, this thing. I am a, that thing. I'm a breath worker. And yeah. somehow it always feels fake to me. It, I, in the end, it feels like I'm always creating some kind of fake front and there's, and that's why at the beginning is like, there's the tradition of nature that is existing inside of us, this intelligence, this wisdom that is, that we are only somehow like touching a little bit sometimes. And yeah. neuroscience is getting in touch with it a little starting to like see things about it, but just honoring some kind of relationship in some way. And, and whatever you do in that work for yourself, connecting within will help you in your relationships with clients, holding space for people, interacting with your, your friends and intimate partners. It's just, it's so valuable to just be in connection with your, 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 yourself. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, so what's what's uh what's alive for you in in terms of your journey right now and to help um, you connect with that that nature? Because I want to say like I feel like there it's a journey, right? Mm -hmm. Like the things that might help you at one point in your journey don't necessarily resonate like maybe 
a year down the road based on the what you've discovered and connected to yeah like i feel like we go through seasons of yeah. of like what what connects and i also really want to agree with something that you said a while ago mm. which is the mindfulness and somatic work interweaved through mm. many if not all of these different practices i can really relate to that so so that that's where where's my work right now i guess is that what i've noticed in the different and I, i've tried a fair bit of different practices um and, and trained in a, a fair different approaches and what i've noticed is that when you really go into them what comes is this awareness of the body and and this this really deep kind of awareness, somatic awareness and interactions with emotions that come from that and breath. And my work, the last 13 years, I've been doing Vipassana practice, uh, practice. So I, I do it with uh, the teacher at Goenka. And I started a training now with uh, Jack Cornfield and, and Tara Brock, which I really am liking. But um, they, uh, the, the, the Vipassana practice is so that that has really been a real part of my my journey to like get kind of make space in my life in my mind where i start like think i need all these things and pull them all in and then yeah. it sort of like opens everything up and you really get an opportunity to connect with this natural rhythm that's already there uh that's been a that's been a big part of the last 12 years, 13 years, I've been really working with that. Um, recently, I, I started jujitsu, um, which is, it's come up in a, a journey, uh, like a spirit medicine journey with mushrooms. And the, I, I noticed how much like this fear, there's like a real, like almost like a childlike fear of being hurt by someone, you know, and no one's hurting me. <laughs> I'm feeling safe. It's yeah. it's kind of a real trauma, typical trauma response when the nervous system feels not safe and in safe in a safe environment, you know. That's kind of classic yeah. trauma response. You're I'm unsafe, mm -hmm. but the environment around you is safe. And that's kind of like so I've been I've been working with uh jujitsu uh, instructor here in Montreal that's kind of it's really it's really interesting how I'm I feel like I'm taking care of and using the parts language like that part that is young and was bullied you know like there's those kind of things that maybe couldn't defend myself at, at one one point in my life in a way that I would have liked to be <laughs> so building that on one level of reality is taking care of something else also. I'm feeling more confident in it at some level. Like it's weird to have this idea that, you know, on, I'm not walking around scared every day of my, for my life, but it's, that's the incredible, these, these tools again, that sort of wake us up when we wake up and realize our wholeness a little bit, we start seeing these, oh, I don't, that thing that's going on is not really comfortable. So 
in this non-ordinary state of mushrooms, realizing this small child bullied kid who I was part there, it's sort of something that needed needs some integration to kind of support that child to kind of like you're talking about, how do you take care of it now? So I take, this is part of me like trying to like train, train myself to be, feel more confident in that way. Even though many, most, I mean, on the outer shell, I've been like, oh, I'm, nothing's wrong here. But then when you go in, you're like, oh, maybe not so much. <laughs> so yeah, that's been my, my one edge I've been working and I, uh, yeah, meditation and, and jujitsu and, and, and yoga, but relationship, I think relationship is a big, big part of my, my journey right now too. just working, being with my, my partner now and having a, having a child. Mm. Let me tell you, Jonathan, if you have a child and, and, and long-term intimate relationship, children are masters of just awakening <laughs> they will they teach you so much and it's so amazing and so it can be so challenging but learning to i think learning to um see your children as as masters real serious masters is is one thing to for me is like trying to reflect on them as like, no, they're a, they're a freaking master, man. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I don't even understand <laughs> their lessons most of the time, but it's just kind of like trying to step back from it and they just want to play and you want to get to work on time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to wrestle with them for 30 minutes, putting them in the car seat. <laughs> right. Yeah, I remember when you when we were going through our training together and you had your daughter in during the training. Yeah. And it just it seemed like a really heart-opening, expansive experience that you were just beginning. Yeah. It's Jonathan, having a child has really it's really um the medicine, I don't it's really like um well, it's like a part of your heart is outside of you the whole time, right? That's one way of looking at it. Your part of your heart is sort of just always outside the world. You love your partner, but your child, like, she's my true love. <laughs> I love my partner, but my child is my love of my life. <laughs> you know, it's... <clears throat> beautiful thought what a beautiful thing to say you know I, d I don't have children myself but um you know my dad talks about this a lot <clears throat> and definitely did at earlier times in my life of like that are that our children are born you put it as as masters that they come yeah. into the world yeah. knowing everything like having all the wisdom and the understanding <laughs> from their previous yeah. incarnations yeah. and then slowly as they grow up sort of losing it because of the human experience. Mm -hmm. And I, I like, I like that metaphor, especially like in relation to how we opened 
the, our discussion in terms of like, it's not a process of becoming something. Mm -hmm. It's more a process of like removing the things that aren't us so that we can get back to this connection with our like true authentic self. Mm -hmm. And so like, it's almost like the, the, the baby is born totally complete. And then, you know, these things happen to them because of our human experience. And it's almost like we get the armor and we get these different parts that, you know, sort of disconnect us from being that true connection with, um, with our, our true nature and ourselves. Mm -hmm. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, as we, as we get older, we, we start to use these practices to reconnect and pull that armor off and set it down because it's no longer needed anymore. Mm. You know, we realize like, Hey, I don't have to, I don't have to wear this. I don't have to carry this around. And yeah, you know, we're slowly coming back to our, our true selves. So totally. Yeah. I don't know what to say. And I think it's just beautiful. Like, I, I think it's beautiful. Like, I mean, I can hear and see the, the love and care and compassion that you have you know, for your daughter, um, Thank you. just through what you're sharing. And um, what the interesting part of it is that it's like, what, maybe I can share one last thing. Recently, I, I was meditating. I usually meditate next to my child's, my daughter's bed before, like after, after she lays down and falls asleep, I kind of meditate with her for a few minutes or so. And as I was meditating with her as she was sleeping there it just it dawned on me the sacredness of that relationship just how how important and how sacred this relationship we have with with my child and then in that was the sacredness with my partner you know how that is such a you know how much my partner uh you know the sacrifices she makes to create, to, to, to be, um, in relationship with me and to see me the way I am half the, over half the time, <laughs> more than had easily over half the time and, and the way I, and what I'm doing to see her, right. And how we, this, to create this kind of relationship to support a child is so sacred. And so, you know, it's so the child is, like a small plant trying to grow, you know, trying to put roots in the ground and and you're trying to create some soil, some that they can grow and be like a beautiful human being. And it's so, if you want to, it's, I just was like, found myself in, in tears kind of like, just kind of like thinking about how much work it takes, but how beautiful and how much they give back. The, The child is like, breaking you for in the good way right like they're just trying to like take you apart in some ways to to so you you aren't this kind of uh you're not acting they don't allow you to act at all there's no act you you know they just don't want you to act and it's just they they just look at you like her name my daughter just kind of sky she looks at me when i'm when I, I sometimes do like a fake laugh and she just like looks at me now, just like, no, no, Papa, no, like no laugh, you know, no laughing. <laughs> and just like, you know, like she's, she's already like, no, no, no. We don't laugh like a fake laugh. We laugh like a real laugh. 
<laughs> what is that? <laughs> you gotta. So it's, I don't know. <laughs> the sacredness of relationship. And I think it is, I, I guess it comes down to the work we do to, in these spaces, these, you know, it's the intimacy of partnership with child, with, with, with when you're in a working with, uh, with medicine, the, the sacredness of, of that work, the, uh, the sacredness of all these different spaces and how do we protect those spaces and that to keep them sacred is because the tradition, again, I personally, I think it's not about us. It's not about us showing up to act and, and say, present something that's important to our children, to the, to the, to the, to our therapy clients. It's just like, okay, like go in and like stop acting and get alive in yourself and and be a human being and really be present with what what's going on and and it, it'll be a real experience you're not going to be an expert at it it'll be broken in its own way <laughs> and, and that's okay yeah that's okay <laughs> That's authentic, right? Yeah. Like, like it's not perfect. Sometimes it's messy, and, yeah. you know, and we're learning and yeah, it's okay. Yeah. You know, we're doing the best we can with what we you know. It's just, uh, just, yeah. Yeah. And if, and if I show up and I am authentic, and present and I do the best I can mm. even if it falls short then I'm okay with it mm. you know like I don't beat myself up for that I would say I beat myself up more for the times that I know that I'm not yeah. showing up in that way you know like where inside I know like oh, okay there was something ulterior there or like I really wasn't listening or I had something else on my mind but if I can show up in full presence mm -hmm. and even if I'm not perfect, yeah, it's okay. Cause like I did really do the best that I could and, yep. you know, thank you. Thank you to whoever's there to reflect that back to me so that I can do a better job next time yep. so that I can learn and continue to grow and like figure this out. And so like, you know, that's, that's what a lot of what we've been talking about um, during this conversation is you know it's just like oh like oh i'm so upset that you know like i'm not getting this need matter that i'm not listening good according to you mm -hmm. okay well if i show up and i'm like authentic and i can actually mm. do the best that i can mm -hmm. and you say like hey you know what you didn't really get me mm -hmm. then i can be like oh okay well like tell me more like i'm yes. curious yes like i want to know yes not like, well, how come this is, you know, yeah. no, like I'm defensive now because you're telling me that I'm doing something wrong. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the thing where, yeah. you know, I think it, it works in 99% in of cases, what you're saying, I think, except for the one part that I'm, I think that kind of like, hmm, cause there's, especially in the non-ordinary state, there's people that may feel that they are doing something that's appropriate, 
but then we are having people be hurt in the non-ordinary states. You know, there's, there's people getting, you know, there's violence happening towards people in these states. Uh, so, and if they, you know, there's, we can't be truly present with ourselves if that ha is happening. It might, might be, if you, if we're actually, actually present, we, we can't really violence won't be there's not going to be violence toward others it's not a it's not a natural it's not a natural instinct so it, it something is something has to i feel like happen at the training level to help people at least make sure that they have enough self-awareness even if they have these trainings that they they're that they're not going to that they don't that they're connected enough to you know, this doesn't happen. It's really, uh, it's problematic. Well, like you said, it's about doing our own work, yep. right? Yeah. We're checking and in on that. If, making if sure the, yeah. Yeah. And, and if, if the, the purpose of, or one of the purposes and, and outcomes of, you know, doing these practices is connecting us back to that true nature, mm -hmm. that real self, mm -hmm. you know, I think, I, I, I'm going to assume, um, which is all sometimes problematic, but I'm going to assume that both of us mm -hmm. would refer to that self as our Buddha nature, mm -hmm. but you know, you could call it something else, but, um, you know, that, 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 that is not, that part of us is not outside of ourself. It's within. Yeah. And so when we're coming from that place, we're not capable of violence, yeah. just like you said, yeah. You know, we're, we're capable of love mm -hmm. and compassion and care mm -hmm. and every other wonderful, like higher quality that mm -hmm. we're trying to connect with, mm -hmm. you know? So yeah, it's about doing our own work to connect back to that place yes. as much as we can. Yeah. Mm. Love it. Did I get you there? Yeah, no, I'm just, I'm just kind of thinking here and just kind of like feeling into what we've shared. It's been, it's been really, it's been great talking with you, Jonathan. I'm just kind of thinking like, um, get into these conversations, get excited and, and start talking about this. And, and the other part of it is like with empathy, I think with that, that hypothesis is I think humility, staying humble and staying like not humble from a place of like, um, I think there's a, a religious kind of like hum humbleness that can be like shame and, and you're bad if you're not humble. Like there's, there's that tradition, but I think humility in terms of like, we don't necessarily know always what's going on and we don't, we have no idea necessarily what's going on with people and why they're showing up the way they are and what they're saying exactly and how we communicate that it means something and we 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 think we know something about the body now but we don't necessarily know anything about the body really at a, at a larger level and and humility in, in <laughs> yeah. that also for what i'm sharing right now is like i feel like i talked a lot and i i uh, just kind of saying like I'm on, I, again, it's just like, it's just my learning. I'm, I'm wanting, I want to represent one of the, 
one of the things is I want to represent a, a tradition in my in my growth that is further than it's, it's so much deeper and, and wider of a, a river than I than I am just as a personal being, and I hope I've carried that forward in some small way today. But I, I know I'm I'm just a child on that, so <laughs> I'm. Uh, recognizing where I stand in, in that swimming, that water. <laughs> I love that. Um, what it, what's coming up for me in this moment is the, the beginner's mind, mm. you know, like, like coming back to that, that childlike wonder of like mm. experiencing something for the first time, mm. you know, to me that, that, that's also a form of humility, like not assuming that I, know what's happening mm -hmm. just trying to have that presence and that 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 space um and i just also really want to pause and mm -hmm. take in what you just said you know in terms of like connecting to a lineage and a tradition that is deeper than where you're at at the mm -hmm. present moment mm -hmm. That's just such a beautiful, beautiful thought and metaphor. And um, I can certainly relate to that within, in the context of medicine journeys, mm -hmm. you know, like of like feeling like I'm connecting to something that's more wise or more like evolved than my regular self. And then what can I take away from that? And how can I live and be embodied so that I can connect with that more often so mm. that I can bring that into my life more yeah. and more, yeah. you know, and, and, and try to integrate it. Mm. Yeah. Thank you. That's, that's the, that's the goal is that it's, it is, it's building a relationship with that, that thing that's, yeah, slow, slow building of this relationship over time and finding ways to, to connect with that relationship, that, that thing that's important to us. Um, recently I had a, I, I, I think I was telling you about this, Jonathan, I reached out to you for a bit of support afterwards, but I got a bit, um, there's these 10 day meditation sits that I do annually in Vipassana. And I got pretty, I'm a pretty good meditator. I'm going to do, I'm going to do 20 <laughs> days. And I thought I was like, you know, I'm ready for it. And I went into that and I, I'm not a hundred percent exactly sure. I think it had something to do with using other medicines throughout the year prior. Uh, but I, I, I went in and it was so, you know, 20 days of silence of, you know, 12 hours of sitting meditation a day. And I wasn't able to complete the, the, the course. I wasn't, you know, coming, I had to leave it. And that's something when you, when you do retreats, longer retreats, it's kind of like not, doesn't happen that often. It's just a uh, humble humility, <laughs> realizing like, okay, like 
where are you on that? And step it back. Like it was exactly what I needed to kind of, my ego was like meditator, <laughs> come back right. down. Like just, just take it easy and, and learn some things that you, that like go and go for a walk in nature, do things that are help you build that relationship with that thing. But you don't always have to go like, because it, you're, I have the tendency sometimes if you go in like that, there's this resistance and you can't always get in there. So you kind of have to build a whole kind of ecosystem of different tools that kind of help you go into it and, and yeah. access that somehow. There's the, there's this metaphor that I've connected with, like ever since I started practicing Buddhism and I can definitely relate to that. Like I'm a meditator, I'm a Buddhist. Like I've been doing this for how many years now? Um, and then being humbled as well. Um, but like this, this metaphor that I had, um, right in the beginning of my practice and it comes up from time to time. And I was like really delighted that what you just shared brought it up, but like the, the visual of a record. Mm -hmm. like a, on a turntable and when you put the needle down on the record and it starts to play it doesn't really look like the needle is moving mm. at least not inwards towards the end of the record right like you almost have to speed it up to like see the time lapse of like how much is actually happening yeah but like each revolution you're you're moving you're getting closer you're getting closer but like we don't see each individual revolution mm -hmm. and so there's almost like this um like this gentleness i think that we have to have with ourselves mm. for like the progress that we're making through meditation and through our practice of like if i take that metaphor of the record and i impose onto it the lifetimes mm. the millennia that like i've been here accumulating shit and like not, you know, moving towards Buddhahood or mm -hmm. however you want to call it, mm -hmm. um, then even going a few revolutions around, even if it doesn't seem like I've gone anywhere, is a huge accomplishment. You know, it's just we can't see the um, the scale, you know, I think sometimes to like really recognize like the the magnitude of what we're doing. Mm -hmm. I had this experience earlier. I was looking at uh, this picture of the crab nebula that this guy, this astronomer has been taking once a year since 2008. Okay. And when you look at it, it looks like this nebula is like, has moved like maybe a half an inch. Right. But then you look at the data and you say, okay, this nebula is five light years across. Mm -hmm. And like, besides for the sun, the closest star to us is 4.2 light years away. Mm -hmm. So even that like little minuscule half an inch mm -hmm. is like my head can't even really comprehend like the magnitude of it. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, sometimes I think that, uh, like I sort of apply that to our, to our practice. Beautiful. I love that in terms of like transformation and how, how, yeah, it, it's, it's a nice, I think it's a nice thing to reflect on in terms of just like, um, 
Yeah. Well, even one one part of it to me is like the small step is part of the big step. You know, like we even if you flip it and you're trying to always look for, I feel like part of the human condition is that we're always looking for the big thing, you know, the and the big step. And it's really part of a lot of, in particular, when we're working with addiction, I find people that struggle with addiction in their life. It's like, it's hard to experience the body in a subtle way often. And there's a hard to, you want transformation really quick. You want a thing that happens right now, you know, and a big thing. So it's gotta be big and it's gotta happen now. And, and we're all like that at some level, but it, there's people on the spectrum I find it's further that way, but it's like that that's a, I feel like that's a little bit like that. It's like, we, our mind is like, just be a big thing. Like it's right. many years now. Like how come the, the star should be way over here then? So it's like, <laughs> we're, we're just conditioned this way to like want things and dissatisfied and, and like, okay, it is, a lot actually there's a lot going yeah. on here even I, we're not recognizing it right now let's just connect and see if we can recognize something oh it's billion thousands of miles right yeah yeah it's a you know it's a really uh interesting paradox of life right like yeah. there's there's this wonderful metaphor within buddhism about like um a room could be dark mm -hmm. for 10,000 years mm. and the light of a single candle extinguishes that right right in one moment that 10,000 years of darkness is gone yeah but like not everything in life is like that right like and i feel like some like what you're saying is yeah we we do want that like mm. we're like hey mm. i've been doing this stuff how come it's not working or how mm. come it's not working on my timetable or mm. as quickly as i want it to be mm -hmm. <clears throat> and <clears throat> i think for me sometimes that comes down to like having some compassion for myself and being like wow you know i spent a long time like tamping these emotions down or like running from them or mm. like mm -hmm. you know trying to get away from feeling them. Mm -hmm. And so can I just, can I have some compassion and some grace for myself mm -hmm. if like this one journey mm -hmm. didn't like fix everything or like this one meditation sit didn't fix everything. Like, yes. yeah. um, can I, can I have the, the grace and compassion to say like, okay, I am doing the best I can. And even that little bit is, is helping, you know, and I'm okay in this moment. That reminds me of because at the end of the day, yeah, at the end of the day, right? Like we're not going to have any place to stand. Yeah, like you were saying, you know. And <laughs> like... the reason why I like that again, that there's nowhere to stand, is that I I feel like that part of it is that the condition is not personal. That the the condition we're experiencing is an impersonal experience, and we're looking for big healing we want to come out of this experience because i am suffering i am a, i am an i and i am a thing that really is struggling and it's yeah there's a philosophy that we're, we're kind of like the buddhist philosophy there but 
I, again, as, as you, I think, do work and you do your own work, you see that that stuff is not just philosophy, it's reality. And, and it's like the, we want this thing and we're on one level, this outside level, we're chasing things. We're trying to fill them into our life, put these things. We want big change. And then we are dissatisfied when that, when that's not happening, but it's, it's not a personal experience. So what is manifesting isn't, there's no, it's nothing there. It's not, it's not something you can necessarily heal in a sense. So it's really trying to work with reality as it is rather than what we want it to be, which right hard, hard experience, hard yeah. to do. Yeah. Cause we built our entire identity uh, around those, what we think that it is. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yes. <laughs> You, you know, what's come up a few times in my mind uh, through different parts of this conversation is um, The Alchemist, the book The Alchemist, mm. where it's like the treasure that he was seeking was literally right underneath him. Mm. Like it was under his his pillow the whole time. Yeah. But he had to go through the whole journey that took him all over the world and through all these different experiences to bring him back to like where the treasure actually was. Right. It's, you know, it's a wonderful metaphor. Uh, love the for for what we're talking about yeah Good book yeah oh so great to talk uh, with you jonathan and and this it's i i hope that your listeners have received some something and find this supportive it's 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 an honor to 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 sit with you and chat about these these things um yeah absolutely. i'm i'm in the process actually myself of like a bit at least for the next few years I'm shutting down the psychotherapy part of my practice. I'm going to be focusing more on really leaning into this this thing I talked about, but about this lineage and this idea that there's something deeper that in nature within us, human nature and human that that is that's not psychotherapy. That's that we can we can access that. So it's more about teaching, kind of teaching tools and um, meditation and, and breath work will be part of that. But yeah, I'm 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 looking forward to that. And it's part. I'm, I think psychotherapy is great. Honestly, I just personally, I think it's more of like we need a break. This relationship needs a break for a little while. <laughs> mm. Well, you know, thank thank you for sharing that. And, you know, you kind of brought up one of the two questions that I like to use to sort of wrap up the episodes, which the and one of them is like, um, if people want to get a hold of you to work with you or to learn more about you, where should they go? So um, yeah, you, you can still go to my my website, which is uh, it's to question .ca. So T O Q U E S T I O N dot C A. What a <laughs> what a cool website name. Um, and then I guess the last uh, the well, usually I ask this question first and then do how to get a hold of you. But I like that we've been uh, unconventional in that method. But um, you know the name the name of this podcast is the vital point because for me, uh, like the vital point is to to practice. Um, I heard it this weekend in this wonderful training that I was in, that I was like, oh, I'm going to 
save this and put it in my pocket and feed it. Um, you know, words don't cook rice. Uh, <laughs> so the vital point is to practice. Um, but what would you say is alive for you in this moment as the vital point? Mm-hmm. What's one takeaway that that people should have um, or that, you know, if people are working with you that you'd like them to know? I think just like, take it easy. Take it easy, guys. Mm. <laughs> take it easy. It's Beautiful just like, I, I, I think it's, if there's anything, I really think it comes in many ways. It's just like, take it easy. And, and we're always, whether it's on a deeper level of meditation, we're, we're trying hard. I don't know, like, I'm going to get this right now. I'm going to go. You find you're meditating, like, just take it easy. And don't worry. It's not a, like maybe because it's not personal, you know, and it's not, it's not, it's, there's something at work greater than you. Try to relax a little bit and do something you enjoy. And hopefully you can do that with a little of ease because it's really, it's really not, uh, it's not an easy, it's not an easy existence if we're really trying to uh, figure it out and, and be the sort of, individualized you know compartmentalized self makes it really hard take it easy love it love it yeah well for you uh in the audience i hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as i've had having it um if you're enjoying the podcast uh, please leave us a, a follow leave us a review subscribe to the youtube channel if you're watching it that way and um you know i hope conversation inspired you to you know to to look a little bit deeper to uh connect like we've been talking about with that inner nature that uh you know working with psychedelics and plant medicines and breath work and meditation is so helpful in in doing helping us connect to that authentic true place within us. Mm. And so I hope this conversation inspired you to, um, to connect, to take a few moments to pause. And like Leo said, to just take it easy, Mm. (laughs) just take a deep breath in and out and just, it's right there. Mm. It's it's literally right there. Mm. So until next time, my friends, that's the vital point. Take care. We'll see you soon.